اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيان الصلاة الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وقال تعالى والذين تبوأوا الدار والإيمان من قبلهم يحبون من هاجر إليهم ولا يجدون في صدورهم حاجة مما أوتوا ويؤثرون ويؤثرون على أنفسهم ولو كان بهم خصاصة وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مثل المؤمنين في توادهم وتراحهم وتعاطفهم مثل الجسد 
the different types of punishments that are that are meted out to them they own how many of them had to the houses were destroyed peoples the hospitals were destroyed the bombing the phosphorus that was uh, was, was was thrown into those areas made life so difficult they are closing uh, they blockaded them from everything whatever possible all these different for years and years this is going on how many years Our Muslim brothers are being so strong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them greatly on behalf of the entire ummah. The amount of sacrifices they are making and they remaining firm under all that conditions. They are not just giving up and just, just letting, for example, these Mubarak lands to go into the hands of the Yahud as they want to please. They are trying their best. They are making all this effort. So as Muslims, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned the example of the Muslims They is like a body. If one part of the body has some discomfort, some pain, the person is uneasy, his entire body is uneasy. So we, although we are here, but we feel that pain. We feel, we understand what they are going through. It is not easy at all. And we make dua. So there are different things that we'll have to do from our side. But those, this is very Mubarak lands, different aspects you wanted to discuss with regards to. One is the Mubarak, understand how great those, those lands are. the lands of Al-Quds, all those lands which are part of Sham, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that Allah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for Sham, that Allah grant barakat in Sham. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in one hadith that the angels are spreading their wings over Sham. And a person who will make Umrah from Masjid Al-Aqsa, then that person, he gets the reward When he makes tries his ihram from Masjid Al-Aqsa and then he goes, does his umrah, all his sins are forgiven and he'll be like the day he was born. Absolutely clean. So it just shows how great Masjid Al-Aqsa is. By just by going and wearing your ihram from there and going for umrah, going, for, going to Makkah Mukarramah, what a great effect it has. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam encouraged the Sahaba and told them that they should go to Masjid Al-Aqsa to perform Salah Day. And he encouraged them. And then they said, if you're not unable to go, the least you can do is send some oil for the lanterns. Because these are such Mubarak lands. And this, 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 is, this is the second Masjid that was built. After Masjid Al-Haram, after 40 years, Masjid Al-Aqsa was built. And then we know Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, he built it with Sayyidina Ishaq alayhi salatu wasalam. And then it was rebuilt again by Sayyidina Suleyman alayhi salatu wassalam and then in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu before the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu it was in the hands of the Christians they, when the Muslims came to this land they said we will not fight we, one condition if the, your ruler has to come then and we, will give, we will hand over the keys to him now everything was written in the scriptures Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu he goes and he travels with his slave Aslam Masnu Sayyidina Umar was such a great Khalifa, he was ruling so many lands, Allah blessed him with so much of wealth, but he was he went with his slave Aslam, and they were traveling with the donkey, and they would have turns to, to ride this donkey, and when they came close to Masjid Al-Aqsa, it was the turn of Aslam to ride the donkey, and he was walking, and he had clothes which was patched, 
There were many touches on the clothing. Other sahaba, they came to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu and they told him that you are going to meet such great people. You should be riding, going on to a nice conveyance, a lovely horse. And you should change your clothing. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu got very upset. And what his reply is also benefit for us. What we are going through in this, at these times. Some lesson we can learn from there. What he says, he said, Asban Allahu bil Islam. That Allah had given us is that and honor only and only to Islam. By us bringing deen in our life, we will get is that. We change our lives, Allah will give us honor. And if we not trouble is that, Allah, Allah. If we try to get honor in any other way, then Allah will disgrace us. Honor is only through our deen, sacrificing for our deen, bringing deen in one's life. If a person brings deen in his life, as a ummah, if we have deen, then Allah will grant that, that honor and that izzat. And we try to get this izzat through other ways, through wealth, or through trying to tell, show the world all the other material things of this world. Then what will happen? We will be humiliated. And the humiliation of the ummah is when we turn away from our deen. We leave deen. So if we have to try to get izzat in other ways, Allah will, will humiliate us. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, when he goes, and the leaders see him. They say this fits the description in our in, in, in our books. And they hand over the keys very peacefully. Muslims take over. And what justice he ruled that place with. They, he, the, the Christians, they didn't allow the, the Yahud to worship, to come and they, they would, they would uh, uh, be very difficult upon the Jews. They would oppress the Jews. But Sayyidina Umar, when he took over, he allowed the Yahud to worship. He gave them this spot, they place. And some people said, let's change the church and make the church into a masjid. He says, no, he allowed the Christians also to, to, to worship. In the, in the, in, uh, he did not destroy, he did not change it into a masjid. But he ruled with great justice. This was the, the, the justice of the Muslims. That they, everyone was allowed to practice on the religion. And there was peace. There was that peace, that understanding. And then, we you know, after many years... They came in the, in the time of, before the time of Salahuddin Ayyubi rahmatullahi the crusaders came and they took over. But what was the cause again? The cause of the Masjid al-Quds, the lands of al-Quds going into the hands of these Balimin oppressors at that time, the crusaders, was because the Ummah was very, very disunited. Everyone lived their own life and everyone did their own thing and nobody cared about each other. So when they saw the Muslims are so disunited, crusaders, now when they came to attack, it was very easy for them and they just took over all these Mubarak lands. Now, before Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahmatullah was this Nuruddin Zangi Rahmatullah he understood the need and they had this, every, the, the pious of that time, they had the desire that Al-Quds must come back into the hands of the Muslims. These crusaders, they also, they were oppressing everyone, they weren't allowing people to worship freely. So, Nuruddin Zaki Rahmatullahi, he made effort and he tried creating the unity amongst the Muslims. This was his desire, that how this unity can be created again. So he would go to the extent that if anyone else was going to be attacked, he would go and help them immediately. And in that way, when he would have that worry and concern for all the different nations, different tribes, different areas, he won their hearts. Because he went... He gave, and he didn't expect any booty, any reward for it. He would just help people. That was his great quality. And in this manner, he created this unity. Because before this, everyone just concerned. If they were attacked, then they would only reply, would fight. If they were not attacked, they would even worry about the neighbors. 
They wouldn't worry about the other tribes, the other people around. So Nuruddin Zangi, this, this, he made this effort to a certain extent that one place, this first, the, one of the leaders, he fought against Nuruddin Zangi, rahmatullahi And he even united with the, with the enemy who destroyed Nuruddin Zangi, rahmatullahi His own people, the leaders, they went against him and they, he was destroyed, that leader. And they said, we want Nuruddin Zangi, rahmatullahi now to rule over us. Now, Salahuddin Ayyubi, rahmatullahi he, the, the, the family of Salahuddin Ayyubi and the family of Nuruddin Zangi, rahmatullahi they were very, uh, had a very good relationship. So, Nuruddin Zangi, rahmatullahi he sent Salahuddin Ayyubi, rahmatullahi on few expeditions. There was a lot of trouble in Egypt, so he sent him to create some stability. And Salahuddin Ayyubi, he did very well and he conquered these places, many areas. And he started conquering many, many areas and doing a great, amazing, uh, achieving great feats. And now they both work together. Now these were two very great leaders, Nuruddin Zangi Rahmatullahi and Salahuddin Ayyubi Rahmatullahi. And they were making this effort and uniting the Muslim Ummah, creating the strength and the unity in the Ummah, creating that desire for jihad, for practicing on deen. Because the only answer to dhulam and oppression is jihad. When somebody is oppressing you, you just don't give in to it. But you deal, which is jihad, a person has to make this jihad. We, we see in Afghanistan, how many years, in the beginning, so many people thought they would be destroyed. How many people thought that with this small group of Taliban is going to overpower such great superpowers. But with sabr, with patience, perseverance, Allah gave them that honor. They just didn't give in and say whatever they rest wants, we'll just give it. They remained firm, they remained strong. Now it, this is it. You have to have a very strong iman, high level of iman for a person to say no to all those things, whatever demands they make, and to remain firm under all those challenges. And that's what the Taliban did at that time. And the same thing we, we find this group of people, they have, mashallah, great strong iman. They're not just giving up. They are fighting and they, they, they want, they want the freedom. They want this the place of Al-Quds to come into the hands of the Muslims. They don't want to see the Muslims being oppressed, being treated in this manner. So inshallah, there's great hope. We're not going to see it now. But maybe Allah knows best when it will happen. But through the perseverance and through the change in the Ummah and our from our side, we also make that effort to see how we can help them. That change will definitely happen. These are Mubarak lands. Allah special, the Jalli and special... The mercy is coming down on Al-Quds, on, on these areas. There's one, Qaritayyab Ali. according to him, the, the area of Gaza, is that's where the mountains of Tur. And he says, Allah's special help is also on this place. That Allah's special, Dajjal, besides Makkah and Medina, the other two areas you won't be able to enter. One is, is Al-Quds, and the other place is Qaritayyab Ali writes, is it is the area of Gaza. And he says, this is the place where they were high, high mountains, and these mountains, we know, فَلَمَّا تَجَلَّ رَبُّهُ لِلْجَبْلِ جَعَلَهُ دَكَّهُ وَخَرَّ مُوسَى سَعِقَ That way, Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, the people, they, they had that desire to see Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah says, Allah is a little bit the jelly that displayed in that area, and the mountains have everything flattened into pieces. So according to Qari Tayyip sallallahu this is one area, Wazza, we look at how many years have passed, but... Allah has made it such that these people can't get... They, they, will, they will attack the place in different ways and different forms. But inshallah, they will never get, be able to get into that place. How many years they saying they're going to go into this place? Allah is not allowing them to go into that place. 
They're making big claims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshaAllah. But with this, when, pers- when jihad is made, of course there'll be sacrifices. We're never losing. Whenever jihad is done, when you fight to protect the, the people, you fight for the deen of Allah, when you fight to protect your wealth, your property, then there's either victory or there's either shahadat. It's a win-win situation. And shahadat is a very great thing. So we, these, those people that have passed away, Allah has given them high levels. And the, the, the blood of the shuhada is very powerful. So these sacrifices and the, the blood that is flowing from them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it a means of lot of fatah and victory in the world. But from our side, all this we see that is happening. What effort are we making? Ask ourselves. We all say, we all claim, we, we, we love Palestine, we love the people of Al-Quds, we worried about the people of Gaza. How much, how much effort have we made from our side? The first thing we need to do is make Tawbah. Last night, Nikki Zubair Saab was here, he was speaking about the Qunut and Asla that is read, that should be read in the Fajr Salah, making Dua for those people. Is everyone here for that Qunut and Asla? Ask ourselves. If we claim we have love for them and we want things to change, how much dua are we making for them? Are we here for that Qunut Nazila in the morning for that Fajr Salah? That claim is very weak. It's very, very weak. If we claim that we're worried about our Muslims, Wallahi, my dear brothers, if we are worried about the Muslims in the world, we will never miss one Salah with Jamaah. And especially the Fajr Salah. Everyone, the whole congregation is making the dua which is masnoon. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made this dua. When many Sahaba became shaheed, when Sahaba were attacked, he made this dua, and he made dua for the Muslims, for the victory of the Muslims. He made dua that Allah must destroy the enemy. So we all have to be part of the Fajr Salah, wherever we are. Join the Jamaat, unless a person really has a valid excuse. It's a different situation. But we cannot afford that. So we have to make Tawbah. We have to change our ways. We know the help of the Muslim Ummah is when, according to the A'mal, Allah Ta'ala says it clearly in different parts of the Qur'an. Whatever volume of oppression, whatever we see in the world is, is because of the amal, our amal, the amal of the Muslim. If the ummah has to, has to be on deen, then automatically the help of Allah will just come. And we know from our history that it was not material things that gave the Muslims the strength. It was the amal. Badr, 313. No ammunition, no arms. They overpower such a big army. Look at Taliban. We see it in our own life, with our own eyes. Even these people, alhamdulillah, people can say with all the conspiracies, but the small group that are fighting, where, how Allah provided for them different types of arms, how it got to them, and although they are blockaded and they are fighting back, how is that possible? So, we have to bring deen in our lives. When we will bring that deen, that salah, the help of Allah will come. And we, the other thing we learned from Nuruddin Zangi Rahmatullahi and Salahuddin Ayyubi, before they attacked the crusaders, the first thing they did was unite the ummah. And this unity we talk about, this unity only comes through deen, when everyone will make effort of deen together. And when you make effort of deen together, there's a lot of tolerance. You need to tolerate different types of people, different types of temperaments. We can't be always having our way. We have to understand, we have to work together as an ummah. We can't be just... Co- name calling people and we can't be doing anything that will create that disunity. We must learn to forego. That's how Sahaba radiallahu how they had that unity, that love and they worked together and Allah gave them great victory. So one is we have to make tawbah. The other is we have to make dua. Make lot of dua. 
dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kai before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we spoke about unity. So these are different efforts that we have to make and see our side. And the other thing, how we can contribute in different ways. If we can, one, the, our, the, uh, financially, whatever Allah has given us, whatever wealth, we should spend and send money. There are different organizations that are sending the money for these people to help and assist them. We should try and do that as well. And if we do these few simple and basic things, Wallahi, my dear brothers, we will see immediate results. We as an ummah, we need to help each other to see how we can get closer to Allah and draw the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah make it easy for one and all, those that are suffering throughout the world, especially our Muslim brothers and sisters in those Mubarak lands. Allah ta'ala grant them that strength. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy the enemy. Allah grant them that perseverance to remain strong on deen and continue persevering to protect these Mubarak lands. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it such that the Muslims once again get united and be victorious and be in different parts of the world. Muslims are being, wherever they are being uh, oppressed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help one and all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to speak.